Society Podcast. This is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Weeks. Sir, Happy New Year. And with another installation of the Driven Society Podcast. And our guest kicking off this wonderful 2021, the uh, the dope founder of Black People Will Swim, Ms. Paulina Lemonier. Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy to be here. Cool, Ooh, man. Happy to have you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is... Uh... We, we're, we're happy to have you because you started something that the community needed, right? Um, I love the story about how it started, about, you know, uh, the tweet going viral and and people are connecting with you about this or whatnot. Um, and this is something that, you know, even being from the islands, I can't swim and I always, always wanted to learn, right? But before we even jump into that, um, just tell the people who you are, because you, you are very multifaceted. Um, I love your drive. Um, we've been connected and known each other for quite some time now. So yeah, just tell people who you are, where you're from, and tell us about Black People Will Swim. Yeah, so as you guys know, my name is Paulana Lamounier. Um, I'm Haitian-American, born and raised here in New York. Um, I am a multimedia journalist where my mission is really um, telling compelling stories that traditional media doesn't necessarily tell, and that's highlighting women in male-dominating industries. So that's, you know, Queen Latifah, that's Notori Naughton, that's Lala Anthony, you know. Um, and I'm even honored to say that because it's like, man, I worked so hard to get here. Um, and written for a few publications like Complex and Forbes and Essence and things like that. And so that's my nine to five. I also, I'm a social media strategist as well. And then my five to nine, I started a company, an initiative. I don't like to call it a company or a business. It's an initiative called Black People Will Swim, where we are on the mission to teach 2,020 Black people how to swim um, within our first three years of business. So that is a huge undertaking, but you know we're here to smash that stereotype that Black people don't swim because we do swim. 100%. That's true. That's that's very true. Um, but uh, yeah, could continue. Tell tell us a, a little bit more about kind of what got you into this. Yeah, what inspired that? What what inspired yeah. this platform for this cause? You know, it's very specific, and I I, I love that. And um, yeah, I, I just thought it was dope. What what inspired that? So I started. Okay, so to give a little bit of background, I've been. Uh, swimming since I learned how to swim at the age of 18. Right, because so you were in like college. Yeah, so that was afterwards I became a lifeguard and I started like, you know, that was my hustle, like lifeguarding and just teaching people how to swim after I learned how to swim in college. Mm -hmm. And essentially my coaches, you know, they took me under their wing and it was just, I was so fascinated to see like how business was booming for them. Like they not only were teaching, coaching on a collegiate level, but they also had a junior Olympic swim team and they were holding swim meets every year around this time. You know, I'd be working with them and we produced our um our jos we call them our junior olympic swim meets our martin luther king day swim meets with a whole bunch of other um swim teams and we'd be like the only you know black minority swim team compared to a whole bunch of white um caucasian and asian swim teams mm -hmm. and so just seeing the possibilities was amazing and then after that i started working at the ymca and that was my 
Like that was my steady job as I was still chasing my dream of being on television and all that jazz. And from there, um, it just kept, it was still there. You know, I wouldn't say it was, it was my main boo, you know, when you're in a relationship and, you know, it was my main, uh, my, my boo thing, my, my boy, my ride or die swimming, like swimming was not going to leave me. (laughs) And um, and in short, so to fast forward to 20, I would say 18, no, 2019, I had a client and she was really terrified. And she said, oh my gosh, girl, hold on, I'm so scared, girl. I can't swim, girl. I'm going to drown. And then she was like, you know, black people don't swim because our bones are too dense, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, who said that? You know, the re- uh, that gift um, from Real Housewives of Atlanta, like, who said that? Who said that? Who said that? It was just like, I'm in that lesson line. Okay, girl, who said that? And then she's like, no, like, it's out there. You didn't hear that? And then I was just like, dang, if she, if this is something that she wholeheartedly believes, Mm. imagine how many other people believe that false narrative. And so I'm over here doing research. I'm like, okay, where did she get this from? Like, who said that? Like, just doing a deep dive no pun intended, into where this came from and come to find out this was, this goes, this dates all the way back to slavery. Yeah, this dates all the way back to slavery. Like, you know, the Jim Crow laws, the separate but equal doctrine, not allowing black people to swim because of how we look, because of our skin color. And so to to further the uh, to further create the divide of this life skill, right? There they, these racist people are now creating this false narrative that you can't swim because black people bones are too dense. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, and there's so, you know, Black people have always been um, subject to all types of, like, medical experiments and stuff, like, unbeknownst to us, you know? Yes. And, and they do come up with these notions like, oh, we, we're, we're more closely akin to, you know, primates, so that's why we're, we fare better at sports because our muscle density and stuff. And it's actually interesting that you bring up the historical component because while I was doing some research to talk to you, came across a story online um, about, you know, segregation in pools and like how if if you say tribe, let's, let's say you went and took a dip at a hotel pool, they would literally drain the pool. Well, yes. Fill it for white people to get in. So it's kind of yes. like, why would you even want to have to deal with, you know what I'm saying? So it, it definitely kind of like uh, um, ties that loop. What, what other stereotypes have you come across or, or concerns rather that, you know, some of your clients or, or students have had? Yeah, well, that's really the main one, right? You know, their bones are too dense. And some others that we would come across, like, you know, generational trauma, like that, you know, I've heard experts say that is not a thing, but I think that fear can be passed on. I think that's true, that fear can be passed on. Well, you know, my mom didn't do it. She don't know how to swim. And because she didn't know how to swim. Now, I'm using this as an example, because if, let's say, someone's mom didn't know how to swim, that mom, you know, she is not going to put her child in swim classes because of that fear of drowning, that they think their child's going to drown in a swim class, which the whole point is to actually do the opposite, to teach them to equip them with that skill. Mm-hmm. And so that fear is inherently passed on, 
passed on through conversations, through going to parks, going to amusement parks, going on vacation. It's like, uh-uh, don't get in that pool now. You're going to sit on the side. Don't just look. It look pretty. Don't touch it. Don't go yeah. by, it, you know? Um, but luckily for me, I didn't have that experience. I did grow up swimming and then I forgot and then relearn back at the age of 18. But I think people have to understand that swimming is the only sport that can save your life. Real talk, mic drop. Mm-hmm. It's, the only, it's the only sport that can save your life. It's the only sport that is a life skill. No shade to basketball, no shade to tennis. Like, I love those sports. No shade to track. Maybe track can save your life because, you know, when you learn how to run fast, you can, <laughs> you can outrun some people. But swimming is literally the only wow. sport that can teach you, that can li- save your life. That's, um, that's very interesting. I got two questions. I got, my first question is, for somebody who's been a lifeguard or somebody who has had a client who taught people how to swim, what um, what advice do you give your clients or individuals on how to overcome being terrified of like deep, deep water? You know what I mean? Because I think swimming is also an extremely beautiful sport. Like if you see, if you ever seen an individual like that swims, like I can swim, swim in like 25 to 30 feet deep water, you see how they thread water. It's almost... It's just very, uh, it's just very poetic. Like it's, 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 it's really nice to see. Um, how do you give someone that? What advice do you give them or tips to like overcome this uh, being terrified of like drowning or just deep, deep water? You know. Yeah, I, I, the thing I love about swimming and sports in general is like what you learn on the court, in the field, in the pool. It's applicable to life. Mm. So some of the things like I teach my clients, you know, is like you have to let go and release, like relax, sit back. Because I know, especially us as humans, like we 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 don't like being beginners. We hate the beginning process. We just want to skip over that, try to get to the intermediate level. And no, we have to appreciate that journey of being Mm a baby in the process and learning. I think we have to fall in love with that process of learning. So I always say like, don't rush the process because you learn something new about yourself every time you learn a new skill. So that's Mm -hmm. something that I always tell my clients, you know, don't rush the process, release your fears. Like you are here to learn and it's okay to make your mistakes. So that's one of my favorite um, lessons I like to teach them. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, you know, you started working with the client and, you know, what was that from that point to, you know what, I'm going to create an organization. I'm going to go out and get funding, get support. And what was the feeling like when you realized that people were rallying for you with this and you realized that people will be willing to support this some movement now, right? Um, talk about that transition from, you know, idea, concept to actually putting it out as a, as a, as a platform and, and, a, and a movement. Yeah, man, that, that moment was like, really, it still kind of, it still kind of sh- surprises me because it's like, you know, when I told, like, I have a business coach slash life coach. And when I told her, she was like, <laughs> of course, people would love it. Like, this is a dope idea. But um, I just was trying to find a name for it. Like, I was like, y'all, I'm, I got this business idea and help me come up with some names, Black Twitter. And yo, Black Twitter came through. However, some of the names, I it didn't quite stick, but one name did. 
And then I was like, you know what? Let me just keep it simple. Let me just call it Black people will swim because it's not like we can't swim and it's not like, cause we do swim and we can swim. But now the question is, will we learn how to swim? And that's where black people will swim um, came into play. And once I tweeted it out, it was just, it just kind of went viral. And mm. also another example was like, I would tweet the progress of my clients. I'm like, Hey y'all meet your new internet cousin, so-and-so. And they mm. would retweet it. They would cheer her on. And sometimes my clients aren't on Twitter. So I would screenshot them the responses. I'm like, Hey girl, look what they say about you on Twitter sis. You know, just to show them like, yo, people are really rooting for you and your progress. Like right. don't like, yeah. Like it's, I think, uh, especially us as black people, like when we see one another win, like it's a whole barbecue it's a party like we like yes you can do this sort of thing and so that's why I love sharing my my clients progress of course with their discretion and with their permission um because I think people like to be a part of that journey just to show them like yo if she can do it and she looks like this or she's skinny or she plus size I could do it too Yep, yeah. yep. Think about it. And all, you may have uh, two more clients. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Because, um, so, yeah, last year was, that was actually one of the, uh, the goals I didn't accomplish because, you know, COVID kind of shut down a lot of the facilities that I would, was looking mm-hmm. at. But um, I'm not very confident in the water. Like, I know if I, if my life depended on it, I'll I try like hell and I, I know I got the mechanics to do it, but as far as yeah. like confidence in the water and stuff like that, um, I, I'm, I'm not really too crazy about it. And then also talking about the trauma side of it, I had a cousin of mine, an older cousin of mine who actually did pass away um, in, in the water like he had drowned. Oh, um, God bless. Yeah, it was, it, was a, uh, it was a while ago. It was just a really, so it was like one of those things that kind of always, you know, been in the back of my mind but in terms of the the structure of the course like how many classes does it take the average person to become uh i would say a proficient swimmer or somebody that can at least because and and when i say proficient swimmer i don't mean like doing crazy breath strokes and lap i'm just talking about like somebody that can like tread water you know what i mean and and just like if they had to buy some time like how, how long does it take to accomplish that I would say it would take about eight weeks, but it really depends on the individual. Let's mm. say the individual has went through a traumatic experience, you know, like you, for example, you know, you've had a cousin who unfortunately passed away, you know, in a drowning incident. And like, you know, let's say they, um, and then they themselves have experienced something like they went to split splash or an amusement park and swallowed a whole bunch of water and the lifeguard just kind of laughed at them, you know, that is an added on experience that we have to kind of unpack as an instructor. Cause those are, those are scenarios that I I hear a lot that I've even experienced myself too. So um, to answer your question, I would say it takes about, let's say someone who hasn't experienced any trauma, eight weeks. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, um, I'm sorry, Frosga. Yeah, I, I just wanted to just touch, uh, ask this one question. So, yeah, uh, part of your, your mission statement on the website, um, there are two labels that says awareness and community. Um, what, what are what are those two, I guess, words encapsulate for Black people mostly? Man, um, 
what was awareness and community, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just love, I'm a Christian. I'm saved y'all. And I love God because when I was creating this, like he literally poured this into me as far as like face, like we're going to encourage them to face their fears and we're going to create acronyms. And, and these acronyms just like started flowing out of me when I wrote this doc down and just from experience of the thread alone, um, of the Twitter thread, for instance, community is so important, right? Like sometimes we need a friend to kind of encourage us to do that, you know, do a thing like, I'm not going if my friend ain't going, you know, or we, we, we just kind of work sometimes, some of us, not all of us, but we feel better when we have a companion or if we're conquering a fear with someone, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where the community comes into play. But the awareness piece is so important because people don't understand where this, this false stereotype comes from, right? Like people don't understand that segregation and slavery plays a huge role as to why Black people don't swim. Six out of 10 Black kids drown every year compared to, let's say, two. Or six black kids don't know how to swim compared to two white kids. And this is all furthering the divide because of the false stereotype. And so this is a, an awareness that I'm not only, I w- want to bring to the forefront, but it's just like educating them that, hey, it's not your fault. Hey, we can learn how to swim and we're going to do it at a rate where, at a discounted rate where it's not expensive for you to do it, but it's manageable. Because you want Black people to invest in themselves. This is an investment, right? So want people to understand it from that point of view. Yes, indeed. Um, One thing that's, I think, would be dope for our audience, because what you did really was, what I really admire is um, you were able to manifest an idea from, you know, conception to execution. And you've been getting support. Um, I mean, you've been part of the American Express um, 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 backing you and all these different brands and, and, um, um, and platforms you've been able to get support from, which is an amazing thing. What advice could you give a creative out there who has an idea for a movement, uh, a nonprofit or a business idea? Um, and I, you know, also side note, I just really can appreciate how you engage with like the audience to, to, to Twitter to get that feedback and use that as a, uh, as an avenue for um, clarity on how to move forward with this idea. Um, what ideas, what, what advice can you give creators on how to, you know, manifest the idea from the concept, conception mode to actual, you know, bring it out to presenting it to the marketplace? Yeah, I think it really comes down to finding a, an issue, a problem and solving a need. Like that's <laughs> literally it. The most like well-known businesses the most the businesses that make the most impact they are solving a need to a problem and that's mm. essentially what we are doing this is a problem that a lot of people there don't get me wrong there are some organizations that have been out there before us who are solving a need but i'm telling you they ain't got the palana touch you know they don't mm. have that the face and they don't have the you know face your fears acronym you know we we make sure that we name our classes um to like give um i'm really big on like puns and alliteration so we have like a go best friend class you know that's on go best friend that's my best friend you better so that way it's like encouraging 
you know, that's a black ass song. And that's right. going to encourage our black ass audience to take their black ass to learn how to swim. Right. Uh. <laughs> and so it comes down to one solving a need and two knowing who your audience is, making sure like, you know, their lingo, you know, their language. And really that's, that's where we are right now. So like, even if you go on our social media, we are educating despite us not able to actually be in the water we still want to make sure we are educating like I, yesterday we posted photos of martin luther king in jamaica in the pool at the beach like we want to humanize that you know we have another post where we're telling the story of muhammad ali of the iconic underwater picture you know, he didn't know how to swim, yet he came up with this brilliant idea of just like taking a water, taking a photo under the water, right? And he tricked the photographer. That's the crazy thing. Like he tricked the photographer, had the photographer thinking like, yeah, you know, I know how to swim, you know. I had someone told me, you know, when I when I punch in the water, it makes me faster. And the photographer finds out like years later that he didn't, he actually played me. He don't know how to swim, but that made an, an iconic moment in photography mm. and sports. So I think it's like Black people, we have that relationship with water. It's just that we want to make it better. Yeah. Indeed. That's fire. Um, yep. so thanks so much for coming on. Tell us uh, where we can find you or on the socials and also if people want to check out the classes um, where they can sign up. Yeah, so follow us at blackpeoplewillswim.com um, where you can make a promise. I think it's really important to make that promise to yourself that you will learn how to swim. Um, and we have an email community. We also have a crowdfunding campaign where we're raising funds because we aren't providing swim lessons right now. It's kind of hitting our, our pockets. So what are some other ways we had to learn how to pivot? And so this crowdfunding campaign is helping us pivot and keep the engine going, keeping uh, keep the boat going, so to speak, um, because we're really the small boat that could, we're really a tugboat. And um, also I wanted to at answer another question. I mean, not answer a question, but I really wanna make sure that creatives also know that like you don't need a huge following. Mm, like- I agree. The, you don't need a huge following. I'm telling you, you need the right people following you. It doesn't matter how many people follow you. It's just the right people to follow you. Exactly. Um, because I think we get so caught up in, oh, you know, this and they got this. And I started Black People Will Swim November 2019. Within our first year, I can say I can email people at Adidas and American Express and iPhone women and connect with them. Like, mm -hmm. I don't have that much. I don't. I ain't got that much follow. I, ain't gonna, I don't have that many people following me to begin with. So it doesn't really matter how how many people are are following you. You just got to do the work and do it consistently. So you just need a, you you need a small ripple to cause a wave in the ocean. That's that's what it is right there. Yo, see that? See. <laughs> She's going Tantra. Don't even ask me how. <laughs> That's You're it. Good, you. Just a small. Listen, you know, you got me there. <laughs> cool. Well, that note, Paulina, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Thank you for all the work that you do, and I, I hope that you continue to do it and make strides in a fantastic fashion. And um, like we always say, it's time, my bro. Stay driven, y'all. Stay driven.